Support for this broadcast of Two Rivers 30 Minutes comes in part from a grant from Striffler's Family Funeral Homes. From TubeCityOnline.com, this is Two Rivers 30 Minutes, a weekly series of interviews with people making news around the McKeesport area. Produced by Tube City Community Media Incorporated, a nonprofit corporation. I'm Jason Toger, the executive director. On this show, we talk one-on-one with elected officials, community leaders, and others who are trying to make a difference in the Monyoc area. And we also take your questions and comments on Facebook and Twitter at Tube City Online. Affordable housing is not the same as cheap housing. The Pittsburgh area has a lot of cheap, meaning inexpensive housing, but it doesn't necessarily mean it's quality and it doesn't necessarily mean it's affordable once you have to put the money into it to bring it up to standards that you would want to live in and that you want to bring your family to. Uh, Our guest today is going to talk about one effort that is started in Pittsburgh and has spread throughout the Mon Valley, especially uh, in the city of McKeesport. He's Steve Helner Burris. He is the executive director of rebuilding together pittsburgh good morning steve good morning how are you today jason i am hanging in there uh first things first you're going to have to tell people a little bit about what rebuilding together pittsburgh does and when it got started so we are um part of a national organization called rebuilding together uh there are about 150 rebuilding together affiliates Mm -hmm. name of the cities the affiliate pittsburgh Uh, There's Alexandria, Virginia, D.C. There's all kinds of them. Uh, Most major markets have them and some and some smaller uh, uh, communities, rural communities also have an affiliate. We started back in the 80s, um, 1980s, with a gentleman down in the Texas area who it was out of his church and he got some volunteers in and around his church and said, we need to help um, our elderly and disabled homeowners who can't help and keep and maintain their houses anymore. So, and it was called Christmas in April. Uh, And the reason it was called Christmas in April is the last Saturday of April for years and years and years. um, Affiliates across the, the U.S. would show up with a lot of volunteers and paint and patch and put new roofs on and just do small projects. They weren't complete overhauls of houses for no cost to the homeowners. And uh, over the years, it grew to where on that Saturday, there were about 10,000 houses being touched in the U.S. Wow. With thousands of volunteers. And they began a or re, an outreach program, and they reached out to Master Builders Association, and the Greater Pennsylvania Council of Carpenters, now the Keystone Lakes uh, Council, and said, you know, we think Pittsburgh is an area that has a fair number of elderly homeowners, people with disabilities, a very old housing stock, and we think that we need an affiliate there, and would you help organize one? And that's how it came into being. It started in 1993 with the first project of 10 homes. And literally those first 10 houses were all adopted by a construction company that was a member of Master Builders and and the Greater PA Council of Carpenters. Since then, it has grown. We've touched uh, nearly 3,000 houses in the last not quite 30 years. Uh, We're due about 120 to 130 a year now. 
and we have evolved greatly. Um, so that's a that's a little bit of the history, uh, and uh, and I do appreciate the uh, and you hit it on the head. This is a, a our program is really about sustaining existing housing stock and taking it and making it safe and healthy for the people who are living there. We're, we're talking with Steve Helner Burris. He is executive director of Rebuilding Together Pittsburgh. Can you give folks your website and your phone number, please? Yes, uh, it's www.rtpittsburgh.org. That is our website, RT Rebuilding Together, and Pittsburgh spelled out. And our office phone number is 412-247-2700. And um, because of COVID, we're not always here, but we do have a message machine. And if it's not picked up, we'll call you back. Okay. We're going to talk a little bit later on here in the half hour about how people get involved with Rebuilding Together Pittsburgh, whether as a volunteer or as a professional or as someone who has a need or someone in their family has a need. But tell me a little bit about your background, Steve. Is your background in construction work or social work or what? I, um, I, I'm just an old farm boy from West Virginia. I grew up on the river down there. And if, uh, those who have been on farms and know farming, know you learn to do everything. Which, which town I ask, because one of the radio stations we go out on is, uh, in Bethany, West Virginia. Um, so I actually grew up in a little town called Point Pleasant, West Virginia. Sure. Our mark to fame is the uh, Mothman. Mothman. <laughs> and the Silver Bridge, sure. That's, sure. And the Silver Bridge Collapse, that uh, is okay. correct. Okay. Yep. When did you ha- did you come to Pittsburgh to work for Rebuilding Together? or? No, my wife is a pastor okay. uh, with the Christian Church of Wilkinsburg. Okay. And we met in Indiana, got married, moved to Minnesota, and we had a baby. And our daughter, we looked at the map and said, her parents lived in D.C., my parents lived in Ohio at the time, and we said, what's halfway? And Pittsburgh was it, and we, we made the decision to move here, um, and I worked uh, prior to coming to rebuilding at Habitat for Humanity, and then I moved to uh, Hosanna House in Wilkinsburg before taking on this role. Probably a lot of people are familiar with the Habitat for Humanity model, where you have a group of volunteers. If nothing else, they know about it because Jimmy Carter was involved. But probably a lot of college sororities, fraternities, social groups, churches volunteer for Habitat for Humanity. How is what Rebuilding Together Pittsburgh or any of the Rebuilding Together affiliates similar to the Habitat model? Uh, we're really not. What okay. I what I say to people all the time is. And I was, as a former director of Habitat, I think highly of them. Mm -hmm. Habitat works to put you in your first home. Okay. Rebuilding together works to keep you in your last home. Very. And that is the defining difference in us. And it's not the, and they're both important needs. Um, But as you age in life, your housing needs change. Yeah. But imagine you've lived somewhere for 20, 30, 40 years. You've raised your kids. All of your memories are in that house. And all of a sudden, I need a bathroom on the first floor. Mm -hmm. Or, um, you know, it's just deteriorated. I bought a house that had a good roof on it. 40 years later, it's starting to leak. And as much as I wish I could replace it, market value hasn't gone up because we live in a Uh, In some areas, not all, where wealth generation has not happened through real estate. 
uh, and I used to be married and had a spouse and we both had social security and one of them passes away and now we're living on slightly more than half and I'm paying a tremendous amount for healthcare because I might have some, some particular type of thing. Those all leads to, you know, if you make a decision at the end of the day, do I want a dry roof or do I want to eat? Right. Your first need is to eat. And so you patch and, and get creative on what you can do for that. And that's where rebuilding together comes in. We want to make sure that if the right place for you is your home, that we can make it safe, uh, uh, affordable, and healthy for you. So, so does Rebuilding Together Pittsburgh only work then with older folks or? We, um, uh, we do not just work for older folks. Mm-hmm. So we work our primary purpose and the founding of the organization was around elderly and disabled. Okay. Uh, in the last 12 years, uh, each affiliate evolves a little bit into their local neighborhood. So what I say here is, as we started doing more in neighborhoods, so in McKeesport, as an example, we want to be able to serve at our priorities. If we have enough to do 10 houses and we, and that's all we could do, we would want to focus them. Are there enough those with elderly, disabled families and veterans who have that need? But if we're doing four on one block and there's a house that needs some work that is a single mom homeowner or somebody who doesn't quite fit the, that narrow niche, we are still able to help that person because by increasing the value of all the houses on the block, we restore the block into real estate equity value. So we're, we're not just about safe and healthy housing in the regard, that's the primary, but we also wanna make sure that you as a homeowner see the benefits as if your house was in a neighborhood where Prices have doubled. We, we, we have to pause there. When we come back, let, let's talk about um, how you were invited to come work in McKeesport, what kind of work you're doing in McKeesport, and also how people can get involved, okay? Okay. Uh, Steve Helder Burris is Executive Director of Rebuilding Together Pittsburgh. You can find out more about them by going to their website, rtpittsburgh.org. You can also call them at 412-247-2700. From the Tube City Center for Business and Innovation in downtown McKeesport, this is Two Rivers, 30 Minutes. We'll be right back. Support for this broadcast comes from Striffler's Family Funeral Homes. Since 1866, Striffler's has provided compassionate professional memorial services for families in White Oak, McKeesport, Dravosburg, Portview, and the surrounding areas. Striffler's offers comprehensive pre-planning services and aftercare. And through its affiliated company, Design Monuments, Striffler's also provides permanent markers and memorials crafted in stone, bronze, and other high-quality materials. Learn more at strifflers.com or call 412-678-6191. When we took the break, we, we talked about how Rebuilding Together the Pittsburgh, the, the model initially was um, older folks and disabled folks trying to keep them safe in their homes and make sure they have safe places to live. But you, you were saying you have a little bit of a holistic approach. So if they're, you're doing four houses on a block and there's one more that, that someone doesn't have the means to, to do the kind of repairs that they need, whether you said a, a roof or a, a, a repairing a bathroom, maybe a handicapped ramp or re- repairing the porch or the entrance, that, that you can reach out to them as well. How, how, do, how are people contact? How are you coming up with a list of what homes to work on, for instance? 
So when we get invited into a community and McKeesport, the city invited us through um, their conversation of, with uh, the Department of Community and Economic Development at the state, the state recommends us as a, as a preferred partner for uh, folks that are trying to stabilize housing. And so we come out, we meet with them, we talk about our program. And um, what we do then is once we're invited in and have some funding secured, we begin doing outreach. So we scour the tax records. Uh, it's, not, it's not hard to find who owns their house because they take a homeowner exemption. We do mailers to them. We, uh, prior to COVID, we would do door knocking. We put little flyers out and invite them to apply. And so in, and we target our work in, like the city is a big place, mm-hmm. right? But, and with multiple wards. And so we work related to comprehensive plans. Where is there a good concentration of homeowners that we can, we can work first with? Because if we went into a neighborhood where the majority homes are vacant, our impact would be less at the start. So we start in a place and build off of that strength and then start circling out from it. So we were, we've been working this first year. Uh, we've done 19 homes already. Okay. Um, about half of them were in the Christie Park neighborhood and the other half were spread out across the city. And the reason for that is because we want others to begin to know us and so we can build a pipeline of folks who need help. We can be funded by foundations and corporate partners and state uh, federal tax credits, different kinds of things, but it's based on need. So we we do a, a great outreach program, let people know what kind of services that we can do and if and invite them to apply. So uh, we're talking with Steve Helner Burris. He's executive director of Rebuilding Together Pittsburgh, rtpittsburgh.org. When did your group start expanding beyond the boundaries of the city of Pittsburgh? Were you ever confined just to the city? The charter for the organization was actually Allegheny County. Okay. Okay. But we did the majority of the work in the city. Uh, and I think that really had a lot more to do with we weren't doing a lot of outreach. We were word of mouth sure. uh, for a long time. Uh, we weren't concentrating in any particular neighborhoods and we weren't working to identify neighborhoods where we knew our services were needed. We were just a really great volunteer organization that wanted to make a difference. And about 10, 10 12 years ago when I came, it was, you know, if, if the need is much greater than we will ever touch. Right. But in order to do that, we need to expand our boundaries and work more in communities that have housing needs. And there are a lot of them in Allegheny County. Um, and But we don't wanna force our way in. We want the community to invite us. And uh, the mayor of, of McKeesport reached out and we met with him and key staff in the city and told them what we could do. And they said, we would love to partner and work with you. What do we need to do? And so we outlined a program and they reached out to uh, the state through a a Department of Community Economic Development, got some nice tax credits to do some uh, demolition and renovation in the business district. And they wanted to include residential work in it because one alone doesn't answer the question. Right. You have a strong residential market, but no business, people don't move there as well. Right. If you have a strong business, then you need strong housing around it. So, you know, the folks in McKeesport, we've been pleased working with them. 
And uh, they've invited us in. They've actually uh, repurposed some funding in the city to help us uh, expand in our second year, which will be 2021, to do even more houses. We touched on this a little bit at the beginning of the broadcast, and, and you've referenced it as well. We're talking with Steve Bur- uh, Steve Helner Burris, by the way, from uh, Rebuilding Together Pittsburgh. One thing I often hear a lot from folks in McKeesport, Duquesne, Clareton, Braddock, Swissvale, any of these communities up and down the, the River Valleys, and I think this goes for the mm-hmm. Ohio Valley um, as well, is, well, there are all these old houses that are vacant. Why not give them away? Why not Why not give away a house to, you know, someone needs a house? Here's a house. What are some of the problems that you see in some of these? You mentioned we have older housing stock. I think something like fifty percent of the houses in the city of McKeesport, I think, were before World War II. For instance, um, what are some of the problems uh, that you see when you go into some of these older homes? Pittsburgh has the, depending on who you believe, the fifth or sixth oldest housing stock in the United States. So there, there are a number of issues that create that. Um, Pittsburgh also has a lot of hills. So we have a lot of water that runs down hills and goes through and homes were built for that water to penetrate them. Sandstone foundations, well, they move over time. So there are a lot of vacant homes that could be restored, but it's expensive to restore home. Yeah. Uh, To do it, you you, uh, mentioned early on, there's a way to do it and it's cheap and the landlords do it and it's not safe and healthy and they don't pay their taxes, and it's a problem. We really believe that we need to work with the community to find ways to restore those for the folks that want to be there, want to pay their taxes, want to be part of a community. At the heart of who I am as a person and the heart of what we believe at Rebuilding, we're about stabilizing community. And that those vacant homes, we actually started working on vacant homes about five years ago. We don't do many. We do three to six a year, but we do it when we're invited into neighborhoods. So we started in Hazelwood, Homewood. Uh, We do a little bit in the Hill District right now. And in our 2022 plans, we are starting to look at vacant homes in McKeesport because we believe that there is a market for quality, affordable housing in the McKeesport area. So that'll be something we're doing, but it won't work unless it's done well and right. So, so up until now, it, the, the homes that you've done in McKeesport, you mentioned 19 in the Christie Park neighborhood of McKeesport, and I forget how many others elsewhere throughout the city. Um, these are people, these are occupied homes, these are owner-occupied homes, and you are helping people with repairs that they couldn't otherwise fulfill. Correct. It's it's 19 across the entire oh, city of McKeesport. Okay. Half of them are in the Christie Park Thank neighborhood you. this okay. year. Okay. Um, we hope to do 30 between 30 and 40 in 2021. Uh, again, it'll be pretty comparable. Probably 10 to 15 of those will be in Christie Park as we hope to move, finish it and move into the next ward uh, determined by the borough. Yeah. But we also know there are a few vacant homes in Christie Park that will depress the value still that are quality houses, and we want to be able to get in there instead of letting them stay vacant for five more years, renovate those and bring in a solid homeowner, preferably from the community, somebody who's already there, or maybe a family member who would love to be back in there but can't find that quality home. It's what they say on these home renovation programs, which my wife and I love to watch. And they say, well, this house has good bones, right? Yep. These are houses that have good bones but need a lot of updating. 
Absolutely. And when we come in and do one, we're going to do it well and do it right. Because I don't believe that if we're going to sell it to a, what I'll think of as as a low moderate income buyer, you don't want to sell a house and it need another $50,000 in three to five years because, well, the roof should have probably been replaced, but we didn't want to do it. Or we just fix up an old furnace. So we're, we're bringing them up to code. Yeah. We're uh, we will not, leave a circuit, uh, I'm sorry, we will not leave a fuse box in a house. We take them out and put circuits in because fuse boxes are a fire hazard in time. Right. Um, so we're, what we're trying to do is eliminate the majority of, of the health related issues because especially as people age, there are more health related issues. Uh, children in homes face lead, lead, McKeesport has a very, very, very high lead concentration. Yeah. Uh, asthma is another big trigger. So we take carpets out and put resilient type flooring down because the reason that asthma is a big trigger is dust settles into those carpets Right. right. and vacuums work, but they don't get it all out. So over five, 10 years and the carpet should have been replaced and I really couldn't afford it. So I leave it for another five. So those are the types of things we look to do that make that home safer and healthier for the existing homeowners. And what we've seen in my 12 years is that if I came and did your house and maybe your kids today were renting somewhere else, that as you age and get ready to pass that house down, all of a sudden I've got a solid house. Mm-hmm. It's well-maintained. It's up to code. I, as the, as the child may say, you know what? I think I'll, I think I'd like to uh, uh, take mom's house back now and live in my childhood home because it's going to be cheaper than paying rent. And sure. yes, I might have to do something, but I now have more control in my life. Let's pause right there. When we come back, I want to ask you about who's actually going into these houses and doing the work and how people can help rebuilding together. Okay. Excellent. Steve Helder Burris is executive director of Rebuilding Together Pittsburgh. You can call them at 412-247-2700. You can also find them online at rtpittsburgh.org. Stay tuned. We'll be back in 30 seconds to wrap things up. You're listening to Two Rivers 30 Minutes, a production of Tube City Community Media Incorporated. If you've got an idea for someone who you'd like us to interview or a question or comment, you can find us on Facebook and Twitter at Tube City Online. Welcome back. Our guest for a few more minutes is Steve Helner Burris. He's executive director of Rebuilding Together Pittsburgh. We're talking about the work that they have done uh, throughout the city of Pittsburgh and Allegheny County. But uh, recently, the last year or so, been uh, focused. They were invited to come into the city of McKeesport and do some work with some of the housing stock there as well. They try to keep people who are lower income, older folks, people with disabilities, uh, in their homes by bringing those homes um, safely up to code for them if they cannot afford to do so. Steve, did I read correctly that you were also going to be doing some work in the city of Clareton soon? Yes, we did a few homes over there this year. We did three. Uh, next year, assuming the funding gets approved in December that we've applied for, tax credits and things, we anticipate that we'll do eight to 10 over there and a combination of probably 25 to 35 in the McKeesport area in the coming year. So so people are liable to, to see uh, your folks uh, doing work. Do, do you employ the construction crews directly or do you use contractors? How does this work? So our, our homes are done three ways. So we have project managers on staff who go out and 
evaluate the home and figure out the things that are needed and what can we can afford to do within them. And then we hire professional contractors for roofs. We won't put folks up on roofs that don't know what they're doing. Uh, and if there's larger types of projects, electric, plumbing, system type repairs, we hire professional contractors. Okay. Uh, from neighborhoods and, and around. So we have a couple of groups from uh, McKeesport we've been working with and, and Clariton and other neighborhoods out there. The second thing we do though, um, which is how our value increases is we bring volunteer groups in. So a church group, a corporate partner, we've had places, the Steelers have been out, FedEx Ground's been sure. out, uh, a number of Presbyterian churches, all kinds of different organizations. They make a small contribution to cover the materials and we come in and they may do flooring, patching, painting, uh, sometimes they'll have a couple of skilled people. They might put a couple of windows in or glass block windows. And then we have some construction professionals on our staff. It's a small number uh, who will do kind of the, what I'll call that kind of touch work at the end. They come back in on the punch list things, the specialty kinds of things, handrails. We're going we're gonna to test for radon in every house. If it has radon, we get a, a mitigation system in. We put smoke detectors and carbon monoxide detectors in. So that's mostly done with our staff at the ends of the projects to check the last few boxes for safe and healthy housing. Is there a role for the homeowners or their families to play as well if they want, want to help? Because I know often you used to be at Habitat, and I know mm -hmm. oftentimes families who are getting a Habitat house help with the painting or, or cleanup or, or something. Is there is the same thing with rebuilding together? We offer the family members, if they are interested and able, uh, we, we love to have that. What we, what we often find is many can't. I'm, you know, a 78-year-old sure. uh, person. I'm not going up on a ladder, so I, maybe I can't do it. But often, if they're part of a church, two or three people want to come and help. Or their, their son or daughter, sure. or uh, we've had homeowners who say, well, my daughter's company will make a contribution and come. Can you coordinate? So we will work with them to explore options and opportunities to serve more people. If somebody is listening to this and they've got a church, a company, a social club, whatever that, that could, how big is the time commitment, I guess, is, is one thing always people want to know. So there's two time commitments on these projects. One is a couple of folks in a leadership role to do some coordination. We like to get them out to the home ahead of time, show them the kinds of things, make sure they're comfortable. And they're the ones who are going to go back and organize, whether it's their corporation, their, their church, their social group. And, but our projects tend to be one or two days. Uh, so we work on a Friday, Saturday, or, uh, you know, two Saturdays, uh, apart from it. And we're normally, uh, about nine to four. Um, we have found that if you can only come for three hours, it's not worth the time and energy sure. to set up and try to do it. Because if you can only be there from nine to, to 12, by the time you open the paint and get set up, you're closing it up. So, so we ask groups to come from that nine to three, four o'clock. Okay. Um, right now, because of COVID, unfortunately, we're limiting that on-site stuff to usually eight to 12 people. 
in the past, we've had groups of, of 30 people uh, over two days in homes. That makes sense. If you'd like to help rebuilding together Pittsburgh uh, as they do work within the city of Pittsburgh and elsewhere in Allegheny County, including McKeesport and uh, hopefully Clareton in 2021, you can go to rtpittsburgh.org. You can also call them at 412-247-2700. Steve? Thank you. Any final thoughts before I let you go? We just appreciate the time and the invite from uh, you for to talk about our, our work here. We're excited about being a part of McKeesport's future. We're excited about being able to become part of Clariton's future. Uh, so we just, you know, we, we welcome the opportunities to partner and work closely with homeowners, community members, and the corporations and folks at large to make a real difference. Uh, Steve Helner-Burners, thank you for uh, taking some time to talk with us this morning. Thank you, Jason. And thank you all for listening today to Two Rivers 30 Minutes, broadcasting from the Tube City Center for Business and Innovation in downtown McKeesport. So long for now. You've been listening to Two Rivers 30 Minutes, copyright Tube City Community Media Incorporated. Opinions expressed on this program are not those of Tube City Community Media Incorporated. Listener support makes this program possible. If you'd like to make a tax-deductible contribution, please visit our website at tubecityonline.com and click on the donate link. You can also get a free subscription to this program and other podcasts at our website using Apple's iTunes or Stitcher.com. If you've got a question or comment, we hope you'll write to us. Our address is Tube City Community Media Incorporated, P.O. Box 94, McKeesport, PA, 15134. You can email us at TubeCityTiger at gmail.com or call us at area code 412-614-9659. And you can find us on Facebook and Twitter at TubeCityOnline. Online.